Hey guys, welcome back to The Bee Effect. And we're continuing the Collective Joy segment. And tonight I have her with me, the Maddoxes. I have Matissa and Tony. And we're going to talk about married life their way. What goes on in the Maddox's world? <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about the Maddox's. The Maddox's have been married for 17 years. And they have two beautiful girls, one 16 and one 17. Tell us again about married life, you know, their way and what they got going on. Let's start with you, Matisse. You tell me, why did y'all get married? Well, why did you get married? I had just moved down here in um, 2000. And then I seen him in like 2004. And um, we went on a date and I was like, I'm gonna marry him. Like I had been, I had dated people and, you know, been in relationships and like, I just said I was gonna marry him. I was 24, 23. The first time. The first date. The first date. Not the first time I seen him, just the first the date. The first date we worked. We worked at the hospital together and uh, we ended up working in the same department and uh, we just started talking, you know, at lunchtime and stuff like that. And then one day I uh, told him I was about to run out of gas in my car because he followed me to the gas station and he asked me for my number. But I didn't. Was that true? No. <laughs> no. I did not run out. Of, I was not running out of gas. I just said that because I wanted to talk to him like outside of work. Um, and so he asked me for my number if he could call me. And I was like, yeah, you can call me. And then uh, we went out on a date. And when I went back to work, there was this older lady that worked there. She was kind of like my mentor um, working in surgery. And she was like, how'd it go? And I was like, I'm going to marry him. And I was like, I'm definitely going to marry him. And uh, we just, it just, I don't know, just kind of like went from there. Like I was pregnant like four months later. Wow, y'all came in with a bang. Oh, this is and so interesting. It was, it, was, it was quite the roller coaster the first year. And then the day that we decided we were going to get married, because we just went to the Justice of the Peace, I was like nine months pregnant. And we decided we was going to get married. It was a Monday. We took our moms with us. I went into labor. And that's when Maggie was born. So she was born the same day we got married. Wow. So we because all... I was married that morning and then the afternoon. <laughs> Y'all was having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, um, the doctor, she thought it was pretty cool. She was like, y'all gonna have a baby the same day? That like, is cool. I don't, cool. Really want I don't that. Right. It's like, <laughs> I don't really want that, but I mean, that is cool. Especially for it not to be playing. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just like crazy. Wow. So, Matisse, you shot your shot and was like, let's go. That's how it went. That's what it feels like to me. So, ladies, don't be holding back. I don't care if you guys tell them you ain't got no gas. Don't be shameful. You never know where it might get you because it got Matisse a husband, okay? All right. So, Tony, tell me why you got married. I got married because I wanted to start something new with somebody different and start my own family because I was uh, raised in, a, I guess you could say, a single mother. Okay. Household, okay. And then I went to go live with my grandmother, and uh, I didn't want that for my kids. I just wanted something stable, no projects, no hood life, or nothing like that. Just uh, stability. Okay. All right. So when you met Matisse, or when y'all went on your first date, did you know you was gonna marry her then? Or? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'll be honest, but uh, I'm glad that I did, and she's. The only person that challenged me in so many different ways. 
Okay, gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. Ah, y'all done took me for it already. I, that, I, I like this story, though. I'm liking it. Okay, so Tony, tell me, what do you feel like, what do you feel like the main three things that keep y'all together? Y'all been together for 17 years, so that's a decent amount of time. Well, <laughs> first, you gotta start with love. You gotta love the person and know that no matter what, whatever you go through, the love gotta be there. Okay. And then uh, I guess two is communication, which she's good at, and I fall short at. Okay. Okay. But, Do you feel like it's something you getting better at though? Over oh time? yeah. Okay. Uh, over time, yes. Because I used to be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Growth is <laughs> growth is always good. So. Uh, you gotta want it. Yeah. Uh, some people just and it just to uh, go by, but. Every day is a different test or a journey. Okay, let's see. So you tell me, what would you say the three main things are that have kept y'all married? Patience. <laughs> no, seriously, patience. And I mean, even both ways, because he probably feels like, yeah, she's been real patient with me, but like he's been just as patient with me because okay, definitely. I, I fall short a lot in ways that, you know, he thinks like, oh no, you did good. No, I didn't. So patience, a lot of patience. Another one I think is um, unconditional love. Like, it has to be unconditional. It can't be like, oh, well, you did this, so I don't love you anymore. Or, oh, you did that, so, you know, we can't be together anymore. It has to be, you know, ugly, pretty, flowers, storms. Like, you have to be able to love unconditionally. Third, like like Tone said, communication. Okay. I mean, you have to be able to communicate. It's You can't do anything without communicating with somebody. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I think within the few couples that I've interviewed for this segment, that that's one of the things that has came up across the board is that, you know, communication, which I think everyone agree with. And I think it's important in any aspect of any relationship, any type of relationship you have, it's going to be important. And then, like I always say, too, it's more to it than just talking. You know, it's three parts to communicating, sometimes more, depending on, you know, what we're talking about. But three main parts. And we're talking about talking, listening, and then interpretation, too. Because what I'm saying might not come across the same way as I feel like you should receive it. And he, you know, he may not receive it that way. So you have to be mindful of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of times I feel like before you learn these type of things, you just assume that, like, you know, we, oh, communication is just talking, pretty much talking. Yeah, we know we got to listen, but listening is still a skill that people mm-hmm. need to learn. And if you don't acquire it, it's like a, it definitely can have an effect on the communication in a bad way. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that has been definitely a topic thing for everybody so mm-hmm. what would you all tell me what would you say give me something that has been a big challenge in your marriage for you something that you feel like you know that really challenged you all communicate um, on my end because uh, before I met her before I met Tisa I don't think that uh, I've ever had to really communicate with nobody other than uh, street talk lingo that's it I didn't have to you know, account uh, check-in or accountability because I was living with my grandmother and, you know, she treated me like one of her kids. Uh, so I would say that. Okay, okay. Um, mine would be, a, a challenge would be, like, to stop expecting myself from him. Ooh, that's um, a good one. You know, because, and that's a big thing to learn because you want people to receive you the way that you receive them and sometimes that's just not how it's going to go. It's just not going to be like that. They receive you how they can. 
They, they love you the way that they know how to love you. And you have to be able to take that and embrace it and see it as love and not just like, well, you don't love me because that's not how I would do it. So it's like, that's, that's one thing I've learned. And I've read something that said, stop expecting you out of others. And that resonated big more with in my marriage than with anybody else out there because, you know, like can't keep expecting him to be like me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's true. I won't be married to myself, you know? Right. So. <laughs> that's true though. And I think it's something people don't think about too. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And I think we have to be mindful that, you know, people can only love us from the place where they can love us. Mm-hmm. They're not going, we don't, we don't love the same. We all love differently. We all don't reach, we don't receive love the same either. When, you know, what you may feel like is love, you showing him love, he might not even recognize it. You know what I'm saying? And something so small out of the box, that would be what would be love to him. And it's like, you wouldn't even think of it. So <laughs> I definitely think, you know, it, it, that's how it is most of the time. So like, I know, have y'all heard about the love language quiz? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's good for that. That, that that gives you insight into, you know, a little insight into how your partner wants to be loved. I feel like it's a starting point. Obviously, you still need to get to know your person, but I definitely think it's a good starting point to, you know, recognizing how your partner wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. Have y'all taken that? Uh, well, one of the things we did when we was dating was we read the book together. Oh, okay. And uh, got together and wrote down what we thought was our love languages. And throughout the marriage, they changed. We try to, I guess, uh, always come back to that area. Gotcha. That makes sense. And that's definitely good, too. That's something good. Did you all go to counseling before you all got married? No. Okay. No. Was it discussed and you all decided not to? Or was it even just something that wasn't even considered? It wasn't really even considered um, or even thought about or talked about until after we got married. <laughs> our, like I said, our first year was like our absolute hardest year in the whole 17 years we've been married. Like it was the hardest year. We were trying to raise a baby. We were trying to be newlyweds. We were trying to have jobs. And it was it was a lot. And, you know, we were still young and we didn't know how to do it. We experienced a lot of uh, heartache during that first year. How old were you? How old were both of y'all when y'all got married? How old were you? Tony? I was 24. Okay. How old were you, Tony? I'm 23. Okay. Okay. So y'all were just a year apart. Mm-hmm. But still young, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Because we hadn't really, like, I mean, I think I had, like, you know, maybe four relationships and maybe two were, that were serious before I moved to Louisville. Once I met him, I was just like, yeah, this is it for me because I've, I've experienced enough. I've done it enough. I, I know that this is it. You know, like, I've, I've done that. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, just continue to date around, date around. You know, it just... I kind of feel like, in a sense, you kind of, like, manifested that as well as just knowing what you want type. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and going for it, like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, definitely. But me, I was different. I, uh, she was my first series. Everything, I, uh, every person I've been with before was just, uh, I guess you could say, go as you please. Okay, okay. <laughs> no accountability. Yeah, no accountability. Nothing. Uh, no type of commitment requirement from you or anything. Just, uh, if you can give me this purse, I just, that. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. So, Matisse kind of came in and flipped that for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me about that, though. Is that being, you know, being young and her being that, tell me about that for you. Tell me, is that something, or is that something that you really liked about her? Or was it something that was a struggle for you? I was it kind of one of those things where you liked it, but... I liked it, but it was a struggle, too, because uh, she was different, and it wasn't about... How much the purse costs, or what can you do for me? It was more, what are you thinking, or what do you want to do? 
Okay. So she considered your feelings. Yeah. Right. So even though it was difficult, that's what made it made it worth it. It made you want to work at it, right? Well, I admit I got overwhelmed at the beginning with mm-hmm. everything that happened. And I guess you say I, I stepped outside the marriage. Mm-hmm. And that was the first and last time I've done it. Right. And I appreciate your honesty as well. I definitely think that that's something we don't consider either. Like, as far as, like, the kids, everybody just, you know, you heard, okay, you know, get married, you have kids, and everything's just like, okay, you all you see is the pretty celebratory side of it and everything. And it's like nobody really tells you the raw truth about how it goes down, you know, behind the scenes. And, you know what I'm saying? the structures that come with that and everything like I was pregnant three years in a row and at the time like we had we had just got married literally our family grew hella in like five years so you know what I'm saying like we had been married five years and I had been pregnant like three of them and so it was a lot you know like it was a lot and even though we love our kids and they're beautiful it was still a lot you know then y'all both you know y'all both changing so it's just a lot and I don't think people are honest with you about that like I don't think those are conversations that people have to know and you know what I'm saying be prepared for going in you mm-hmm. just think oh we're gonna have this baby it's just gonna be happy and, and it's, it's just like, not Mm-mm. far from it you know yeah. <laughs> especially in the black community because we like to uh well our, we grew up in two different households like in my household my mother would be like keep it in the house don't be spreading no right. don't be telling your granny or uncles but in hers they communicated a little bit more about it okay and that definitely makes a difference too. You know, like how you were raised and growing up, stuff like that. Because I think, which is one of the reasons why I'm also doing this segment, is to highlight, you know, black marriages because I feel like we don't have a lot of examples. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like even if we did, like maybe from our grandparents or something like that, then it's built off of like trauma, like off of what he said. Mm-hmm. You seeing things that, you know, you don't speak on, knowing things that happen and not speaking on it or, you know, acknowledging and addressing it. And it's like, okay, we just supposed to act like we ain't seen none of this happen. Like, Right. Nobody just talks about it. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we wonder why we get older and get relationships and we got communication issues. Well, you know, mm-hmm. granddaddy and grandmama didn't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. They said, you know, so. Right. You got to break the cycle somehow. Where are we going to talk about it? Yeah. It. Right. So definitely, I'm glad y'all brought that point up because, again, that's like one of the main reasons why I'm doing this podcast is to, you know, highlight those type of things. Mm-hmm. And as well as, you know, the false narratives that come with it. Like, it's so many divorces being highlighted within our society. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And yeah. it makes it put a stigma on marriage like it's bad. And it's not bad. It's just, it's work. It is. Right. It's Every definitely work. work. And if you don't want work, then yeah. don't get in it. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, outside of that, it's it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's work, know. but it's worth it. Yeah. Right. It's definitely. Work, but it's worth it. And definitely, definitely uh, uh accountability partner mm-hmm. on both ends definitely definitely yeah you always have somebody that's trying to make you do better or be better or want want to be better want to do more want to give more you know we we the way that we began raising the girls was we were at very ends of the spectrum on it like he was more like a spare the rod, spoil the child, whoop them, you know. Like, and me, I'm like, no, you got to get down to their level, and you got to talk to them, you got to learn how to talk to them. And we had to learn to meet in the middle um, because we found ourselves butting heads on how to raise them. You know, he was one that was like, you don't, you know, as a child, you don't ask why, but me, yes, you ask why, so I can give you a reason, so that way you know what to do or what not to do. And uh, we had to meet in the middle on that one. You know, now we have a relationship with our kids that's like, you know, they know who's in charge, but we can sit around in the kitchen and just like 
talk. Like one of our most reminiscent moments with each other um, as a family is during COVID Mm -hmm. because we got to just be with each other and like we enjoyed each other's company. Like we really did. Like people were like, you know, they got on my nerves. Yes, some days they did. Like some days I could stop peopling. I don't want to do it no more. But a lot of it was like a lot of good memories for us because we got to learn each other and, you know, learn new things about each other. And they could ask questions about why this and why that. It was, it meant a lot to me to be able to do that with them before it's too late. Or yeah. Before they, Especially with them getting older. Yeah, getting you know? older. Mm-hmm. And, or and they go and ask somebody else why, you know. Right. I want them to be able to come to us. And I'm just, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, we were able, like I said, to meet in the middle. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they got whoopings. I did. <laughs> I did. But, uh, but we were, but now, you know, it's not so much any punishments anymore. Is you know, we're we going to sit down. We're going to talk we about this. And, you yeah. know, you're going, you need to cry about it. Okay, let's cry. We're going to cry it out. You know, tell me what you need. Well, how can I help you? You know, th- those kinds of things. I think that's important to note, too, because I think it's good to consider their feelings. Like you said, a lot of times, and a lot of us in the black community are raised like he was. You know, you don't ask questions. You don't say why. You don't express how you feel because guess what? We don't care how you feel. You know what I'm saying? We don't care. We, who care what you feel? We don't care. You ain't paying no one. We don't care how you feel. You know, that's how it is. So I think it's mindful of that. And it's funny because I was listening to something the other day and it was talking about, you know, God you know, giving us these kids and basically there he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just entrusted us with them and so basically, you know, raise them. I mean, we're here just to guide them on a life journey. We don't own them. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just simply here to give them the best way. And I feel like, you know, if you build that relationship with them, then they're gonna respect you overall over anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the respect is outweighs the fur. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. want them to be scared of you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it takes on a whole, you know, a whole different level. And you gotta worry about them sneaking around, keeping stuff for you and all of that. But if they respect you, they're gonna come and talk to you if you make them feel open and talking to it but again I do think that it's a struggle you know with you know what I'm saying in relate in marriages too because I feel like it happens a lot that it be like that you know a lot more times I feel like the woman is more open whether it be how she was raised or just a lot of times I feel like depending on how we were raised as women we are more heard you know what I'm saying than men are you know what I'm saying they not expected to feel or anything like that so I feel like you know we just have that anyway to be able to kind of see and open up and I want to point out the fact, too, that you also, the accountability partner, like, just, you know what I'm saying, the perspective that y'all have on that as far as looking at it as somebody making you better and not looking at it as, oh, somebody trying to tell me what to do or, you know what I'm saying, this is all about, you know, me or this is all about them. No, it's all about us because what's best for you is what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And I think when people realize that, then, oh, my God, we could break so many barriers. Mm-hmm. And don't get it wrong at the beginning. I felt that way. I felt like oh, she just trying to tell me what to do. And it's my money. And you keep your money and all that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've grown since then. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was about to say, growth. And that's the key, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, as long as you grow, and obviously if you've been together 17 years, it's going to be a lot of growing pains. Yeah. A, yeah. Lot, yeah. a lot of growing pains. You know, I, I definitely agree with the fact what you said about the unconditional love, because every day is not going to be pretty. You know, you're going to change over the years. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have times when you look at the next person and you don't even know them. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this person, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have to be able to love people through that, you know, love, you know, you have to be able to love them through that. So that's a good point. But I definitely want to touch on y'all's perspective about the accountability because I think it's good. And I want y'all listen to that on the B effect. That's something that's an effect. Y'all need to take away. Listen to that perspective because that's good. That's something good. So tell me if y'all could, um, what's the Maddox effect? Tell me what the Maddox effect is. Communication. Try to be the 
person's backbone, our accountability partner, and uh, keep moving forward. Um, for me, the Maddox effect is to be kind and be thoughtful. Because I feel like anytime you can do something for someone, especially in your household, without being asked or told to, or just because, you know, like, that might make them feel good. You know, that makes you feel good. And I, I, I really try to um, push that a lot in the house, even with, with everybody, and being kind and thoughtful. Because you never know what somebody else is going through. You know, like, hey, I picked you up a candy bar today. You know, that's thoughtful, you know. Or, hey, I decided to take your day of doing the dishes. And, you know, like, that, you don't know what that other person may have been going through. Or they may, you know... Hey, they, I, they thought about me that day. I'm gonna think about them today, you know. Right. And it's just, it's just a trickle down for me. So yeah, be kind and be thoughtful is is my motto in the house. I like those, both of those. That's a good point. Yeah, cause I know, like for me, like if like I my moods can change really quickly, and like he'll he'll automatically be like, well, "What's wrong?" But it's automatically like, "What's wrong?" Like as in you did something. I have mm -hmm. to tell, like I had to tell, like it's not a, it's not always you. Like mm -hmm. I got a hundred things going on. Like I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at you, mm -hmm. and it's funny because it was the meme the other day, and it was the lady. It was like a mom just sitting in the middle of the floor, and she was like, "I'm trying to explain to my husband that uh, I'm not mad at him. My heart just won't cry." right the kids won't stop screaming <laughs> you know like and that's yeah. what it be like yeah. you are the least of the problem right, right now like i'm trying right. to figure this out right. and i was talking about lunch and i had to take it to the school today but it was not <laughs> yeah. i'm sick of these kids <laughs> yeah. yep. definitely so yeah i definitely think that's that's a good point definitely. what would you all if you had to tell if somebody came to you all before they were about to get married and they asked you for a piece of advice what would you tell them i would uh, <laughs> I would say don't be quick to give up. Like, don't be give the quick up because those, the the harder days, it's easy to just throw in the time. Like, I'm done. Like, I've, I've said it myself. Like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And yet, somehow, I find the love and I find the strength to, to do it again and to, to, to get back up. And, you know, we're going to work on this and we're going to make this right. We're going to fix this. And, you know, sometimes it can't be fixed. And you have to meet in the middle and, you know, agree to disagree. But just don't be so quick to give up. I think that, you know, as, as our generation progresses on giving up and, you know, just calling it quits is just like the easy way to go. And it's just like, it's so hard to give up to mm -hmm. me. To me anymore, as I've gotten older, I've learned that it's hard to give up, you know, because like, then put all this, this right. invested energy and time and love and I poured it all into this, to this one bucket, you know, this is my one bucket, you know, I don't want another one, you know, and so, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick it up on the, on the, days where you're most tired and that's where it matters the most mm. hardest days what about you Tony what would you tell me I would so it's funny you say our nephew Tisa's nephew is getting married and him and his wife they're going through marriage counseling before they get married and I, would, and I think to myself if we did it all over again would we do that in hindsight I, I like the going as you living by experience mm -hmm. living each day knowing that no matter what goes on the love over type of everything. So with the, you touched on the counseling. 
Have you all ever been to counseling? Yes. yes. Okay. You We've just been. didn't go before? No. Okay. Do you feel like now, do you feel like, well, I know he kind of said, you know, he would have, but, you know, also learning my experience was okay. Do you feel like it's something that would have benefited y'all a little bit more or no? I think it would. I mean, I could say yes and no. Uh, yes, just because... You know, I may have learned some things about that I didn't know that, you know, I didn't take the time to know because we were like, you know, just we were in love. You know, we just wanted to be together. You know, that's what mattered. And I learned as I went, you know, that that was kind of it. But so I would I would say yes for that reason. But then going the past three years to counseling, I've learned things that I didn't know year one. And it's just it's been just as effective in terms of us working towards certain goals and you know working towards better days and you know learning to communicate effectively you know so I so you would both agree that it's been it's been beneficial right now even at like you that you know at this current point even oh, yeah. seventeen years oh, yeah. into it that oh, it's yeah. been beneficial oh yeah we've okay. we've been going for about three years and it's it's been very very beneficial he actually he started going by himself to a therapist and he was doing just his um, personal counseling and then he brought me in and we started doing group sessions together okay and let me just say i commend that i commend you for that tony um as a black male i definitely commend you for seeking that on your own because so many of us are against it male male and female so many black Mm -hmm. people period are just against it um but especially males so i definitely commend you for taking that taking that stance as a man and wanting to see the change effect across the board because it starts with you first so yeah yeah, I think that choice definitely, that's what that says. Like, I have to start with me. So, mm-hmm. I definitely think that's good. Definitely. So, all right. Anything else you want to leave? Um, no, just whatever you're working on, just keep working on it. Everything is a work in progress. <laughs> like, we are a work in progress every day. We've been married 17 years, and yeah. we still are works in progress. <laughs> I do got another question. So, with y'all being married 17 years, tell me, what do y'all do for fun? What do y'all do to, like, you know, get, you know, what do y'all do to vibe out to just travel? Yeah, okay. Y'all yeah, like to travel? Like to travel. We'll, we'll do, uh, we did, we, we've done a staycation where we just went and rented a hotel room off Hurstbourne Parkway, stayed there for two nights. Last three years we've been trying to go away for a weekend um out of town okay um so that's coming up so okay. yeah we like to travel and um we eat and okay cook. okay yeah. okay eat and cook yeah both cook yeah okay okay that's what's up who cooks more she cooks more who's the better cook He's the better cook. Uh, okay. No, but he is because he he's he's he doesn't use a recipe like me. I'm a recipe and I can switch it up. But him, like he can just take something and he'll just like I made this meal and it's like what'd you use? And he's like I just threw some stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so yeah, so he's definitely the more creative cook than. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's good. I've definitely enjoyed um, talking to y'all. I thank y'all for coming on and talking to me. I thank you for your honesty, your transparency, and I thank you for giving hope, you know, to our black community and not just our black community, but married people as a whole as well, just in general, because especially, like I said, in today's society, there's not a lot of hope. Collectively, there is a lot of joy that can be brought into the world through marriages. So I hope you all took a listen. I hope it's something that you all took away from the Maddoxes as well. And again, thank you all for coming. And that's a wrap on the V Effect. Thank you all. And always remember, be joy.